Good morning, Brazos Valley. You are listening to KEDC, KYAR, and now in Palestine at, what are their call numbers, Daniel? KINF 107.9. Welcome, welcome. This is Red Sea Roundup, and I am your host of the day, Pam Marvin. This is going to be a little bit of a a special edition, folks. We kind of did some rearranging of our standard schedule to bring to you some pretty important news that is affecting the whole Brazos Valley. And we will be having John Pashada out of Waco Pro-Life Movement to come on and talk to us a little bit about the not-so-exciting news coming in from Waco. Indeed. Indeed. Well, good morning. What is that news in a nutshell? In a nutshell, Planned Parenthood is planning to build, to reopen. I don't know if it's build or just to reopen. My heart is sad to say that. Right. So sad. So I was talking to Erin Reynoso and said, Erin, not in our backyard. She goes, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> not in our backyard. So um, I have But it's comp- it's also a chance to see the body of Christ at work. Yes. And Amen. People out there uh, suffering and giving themselves to to stand up against injustice. So true. So, I, you know, um, at the beginning of the show, um, let's go ahead and start with a prayer and to set the tone, because I think it's mm-hmm. a good idea. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O come, Holy Spirit, breathe on this land your glorious spirit. Make us more of a likeness of you, dear Lord. Inspire our hearts. Let us be open to your words. Let us be docile instruments in your hand to breathe life and love and goodness wherever we may go. Help us to empty us of us so that we may be filled with only you and do your will, do your works, and bring your love. In Jesus' most precious name, Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I know, I mean, can you give me a little update about the Palestine? That is so exciting. When do we go on air over there and what's going on? I think we've been on the air officially since um, the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima, as a matter of fact. Ah, was the the day that they got their official FCC license. Um, Now, Dennis was down there then. Several days before that, installing the equipment, they had a. It's on the, um, it's on the roof of the KC Hall for Sacred Heart Parish there in mm-hmm. Palestine. It's a low power FM station, so it's it's really for that locality. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a scissor lifts out and big, you know, big undertaking to get that installed on the on the uh, roof, and then. Dennis spent several several weeks of time before that building the rack and gathering the equipment and putting everything together. So he, he invested a great deal of time in getting that up and running. And I think um, they're kind of the liaison between the uh, the parish with with us and the radio station, uh, Deacon Marty Flynn. Okay, okay, was over visiting with with Dennis one day, and he said. He said, I'm so glad you guys are here because this is, you know, way more than I want to, I know how to do or, or well, this, is, us, this is really involved. The technical the aspects call letters of it. one more time. Thanks. K-I-N-F. Kinf. K-I-N-F. Welcome. 
107.9. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I cannot believe that now, I mean, that, who would have thought? So they have English programming uh, in the morning until 8 p.m., and then they have switched to Spanish programming from 8 p.m. until 7, 7 a.m., I mm-hmm. want to say. So they're in the Tyler Diocese, though, are they? And then Saturday is all Spanish programming all day, and then I believe Sunday is Spanish is English language programming all day long. So their their schedule is a little bit different than Red Seas, you know, KEDCs and KYARs, which are simulcasts of one another. Mm-hmm. Now, are we have any simulcasts from here to KINF? Yes, their morning schedule. Morning they're, so they're ours. hearing us right now. Their morning, their everything on their schedule until eight in the evening is what we what we're doing. It's like, well, I wanted to take a second. If you're listening now and you know of some of um, the events going on in the Brazos Valley in general that you would like to have um, a few minutes to talk about on the air, please give us a call here at 85LOVERED-C, 855, that is 683-7332. We'd love to hear from you if you have um, a special event that's scheduled this summer. Summers are generally fairly quiet, so... Call on in, and we'll give you some airwave times to talk about your event um, having to do with all things Christian and Catholic here in the Brazos Valley. Again, that is 855-683-7332. Now, now Pam, I, as a parishioner of St. Thomas Aquinas, BCS, the garage sale is coming up, right? Oh, yes. Now, I don't expect you to speak in detail about that event, but it's an annual event. It's a big deal. Yeah, I believe it's y'all. that first, um, the first weekend in June. That's Saturday. Oh, but speaking of first weekend in June, we've got some ordinations, and we have one of our local boys that's going to be be ordained. So I'm so excited. Uh, Brian, it's going to future it's Deacon Brian Phillips right now. Um, his One of his sisters and my oldest went to Catholic school together, so we've known um, the Phillips for many, many years. And we would love to... Um, and don't leave out don't leave out our Caldwell boys. Jesse oh. Martinez from Caldwell is also being ordained that same, see, I'm, same day. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that... Ex- that's ex- so, so that's exciting. two local boys. I know. The Holy Spirit's so alive yeah. and well here in the Brazos Valley, and we know that extends all the way to the other side of the Brazos, which is our Waco brothers and sisters. We are with you in solidarity, and we will be praying and fighting the good fight with you together. And thanks be to God that we all have this kind of connection. That's what today is all about, solidarity. It is. One of the principles of Catholic social teaching. Well, we need this in, stand, throughout our land as well. got to stand shoulder to shoulder. Throughout the land as well. And to, to, to shift for just a second, um, one of the things I like to talk about going into summertime, too, Thaddeus, is, you know, we have all the kids at home. Yes. Uh, well, all for me, that's the two, really. Um, but I find as I age and get to be teenager-y, it gets a little bit more challenging. Do you, you guess you don't do so much different in the summer. Your home looks kind of the same. Yep. Uh, just chaos reigns all the time. Just yeah. Constant. Well, one of the things that, that I'm trying to not, do— Not really trimming. It's hyperbole. Well, I, Robin I runs a is... very tight ship. It's mm. very organized, very orderly home. I love that about her. Can she come? Does she do consulting? Can she come and help me? <laughs> <laughs> New business venture. Yeah, right. No, in our home, um, we're having some issues. You know, reducing screen time and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, uh, because there's so, you know, you can't just let them have it free fall. But you know, I I saw the other day. 
I didn't realize this, but, you know, screen time is an issue for adults as well. Sure it is. And I saw that there are, like, different applications to help you monitor your screen time. Okay. I, I know. He's like, well, you know, that's don't out you, of my that, realm. That sounds, I don't have an issue with that, Pam. That sounds self-defeating. I mean, you need a screen to monitor your screen your, your screen time. That sounds like it might Hey, we need we work. always need check and balances. So, do you have do you have a name for any of these applications? No, have you checked on any of them I, out? Any, I, any recommendations? Literally, I just saw this bouncing around on Facebook for people who are trying to cut back on their social media addiction. Mm. Which mm-hmm. was really helpful. I mean, I gave up all. I mean, I'm, I'm not the best at s- s- walking away from the phone. Um, but I tell you what, it's getting creepier about how much they track you. Like the other day, I went to Google Maps and I was at some location. I don't remember what it was. And it says, You've been here three times in the last month. And I went, Ooh. Yeah. You know, that big brother thing is coming right through our phone. And it started to make me more increasingly uncomfortable. Yeah. There's, I think there are things that you can do to, to, Cut down on being tracked online as well. Yeah, I think so. Well, t- turning off your GPS is one of them, but then yeah. you can't use it to go places. But you've got the big technology Kahuna in your in your home who can uh, school yeah. you about you hear all that, that stuff, Mr. Marvin. Right? We're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does a lot. Um, he has a lot of safeguards on our home too, because I think that's really important. If you if you do want to know anything about, um, especially keeping things. Very pure, let's say. Uh, mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff you can do in your home. I know that's a real issue. Um, believe me, if you have children in the home and you want to start to, to really monitor it, there's so many avenues out there to help to um, really eliminate some of the impure things that can come across the screen. So I really encourage that. Speaking of family, did you get your family together for Memorial Day? Did you, any, did you, do, did you guys do anything for Memorial Day? Sort of, kind of. Picnic or barbecue? Well, or I went to my dad's. My sister came in from Katie with four of her children, and we had time at the pool together, which was super fun, and played Pequino. You ever heard of Pequino? No, no, but maybe I know it by a different name. I we play it every time we get together. It's 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 a card game bingo. So you use a deck of cards to call out the numbers. So it has cards and okay. and my sister's really great about having little prizes for everyone that wins a game. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's a family tradition. Yeah, extended well, family just, tradition. Just started. You oh, know, okay. It's been the, okay. Well, this is the second time we've done it as a family because okay. now when we all get together, we. Definitely do that. But the real excitement was my dad killed a timber rattler out of his place and that day. And um, Is that where y'all were? Out at his, his place, yeah. Okay. It's just this side of Somerville. And I'm like, this is really intimidating having a rattlesnake running around out here. But it was actually beautiful. It's a timber rattler. A timber rattler, which has a lot of, I thought it was a copperhead at first, but something wasn't quite right because it has a copper tone to it. But in fact, it was a rattlesnake. Wow. Yeah, it was like just a, it was a younger one, just like a two button. So does your dad do the thing where he kills it and then he hangs it out on the fence to, you know, ward off other, other snakes? He, he definitely, I, I don't know, is that, is that a thing? I, I don't think know. That's a, I think that's a thing. No, but actually what he did is he, he, he has, he says, this is my snake, my snake killing tool. And he had to bring it out. And it's something for surveyors. It's like a machete looking thing with a long axe handle. So he walked back and got it and he just. Bop. Yep, yep. It just takes the head off. We threw the body in the back of the my dad's truck, and the kids had a ball. It's a science experiment. They were dissecting it and trying to skin oh, it. Wow. And it still had those nerves live in it, right? So wow. they're like squirming around and stuff. And the kids had a ball with it. They just thought that Did was Did the they coolest. salvage the rattle? Absolutely. Yes. My nephew, Cooper, says, 
looking at Pam, and he he had it cleaned off perfectly in a little baggie carrying around showing all of us. He's about he's eight or nine. He's about nine. Wow. He's a cool kid. Yeah. Yeah, they did salvage the mensch right there. Yeah, it was fun. And my nephew <laughs> went out to go shoot some hogs too. The hogs now, are unbelievable. I've actually killed I've actually killed a snake since I've lived in Texas. So I'm, you know, you're getting to be an expert. Feeling pretty good. I killed. Was it a good snake? Or, copperhead. Yeah, you can with a snu- with a shovel. Ooh, yeah. See, I'm I am a snake fan. Actually, I'm one of the few people on I the planet am not. who, if I mean, I, that's why I want to know my snakes. So if it's a good snake, it gets to stay because I like snakes more than I like rats and mice. Mm-hmm. So they get to stay because mm-hmm. they can eat them. So if anybody else has snake killing stories, barbecue <laughs> stories from Memorial Day experiences, well, they want to call in. What is what's the number to call in, Pam? Oh, it's eight five Love Red C eight five five six eight three seven three three two. Studio number right to our desk right here. Especially if you have an event you would like to publicize on the airwaves, we'd love to hear from you or just anything, all things Catholic. But without anything else, do you think we should, should we, should we contemplate going to a break so we can, you know, get, get John on the other side or absolutely more you want to, but I'm glad that you plugged the St. Thomas Aquinas garage. Yeah. I believe they're collecting items now. And if you're out there that day, I get to be a translator. I'm so excited. All right. Well, let's go to break, and we'll hear from John Pashada, Pro-Life Waco on the other side. KEDC Red Sea Roundup and listening also on KYAR and KINF and Palestine. On the line today, we have Mr. John Pashada of Pro Life Waco. Welcome, John. Oh, it's good to be here, Pam. Thank you for having me on. Well, I was telling our listeners we have a little bit of a special edition today because we, we kind of rearranged some of our regular programming. Um, to talk to you about what's going on. Uh, we were talking about it just as you were starting to go into it. So tell us tell us kind of the story about uh, what's going on in Waco with pro-life. Well, what's going on in pro-life is, is not, well, it's a heartbreak, <laughs> to put it uh, in a short uh, statement, is that abortion has returned to Waco. And uh, they, they aborted babies in Waco, uh, Planned Parenthood facility from uh, 1994 to 2013, when they closed in August of 2013. And uh, abortions have not been performed in Waco since then, and uh, abortions resumed in Waco in the middle of, well, really the week after Easter. So now we're responding to that, but we've really been in a frenzy of a response all this year as we discovered uh, the news in January of 2017, that the state of Texas had issued a license to Planned Parenthood of Greater Texas, which is headquartered in Austin, 
that uh, they can perform abortions at their existing facility where abortions had been performed uh, before at 1121 Ross Avenue. So we're fighting back. Absolutely. Uh, You know, we are in such solidarity. This is the Brazos Valley. This is our our land, and we want to take it back for life um, because in the end, we know that we are a people of life, and we want to make a strong stance and solidarity with our Waco brothers and sisters who many, many, Catholic, not Catholic, doesn't matter, so many people know that this is just an atrocity that's happening. And and my heart was broken when I heard that, John, and, and, you know, condolences. But we're so fortunate. But, you know, but I want to give condolences back to you. This is not, it's located in Waco. Mm -hmm. But I count 33 counties around Waco where clearly the closest abortion facility for pregnant moms is, is Waco. So this has implications far beyond Waco. Absolutely. When abortions were performed, like if we go back to 2010, 2012, there was an abortion facility in Waco. There was an abortion facility in college station, or was it in Bryan? I I don't know what it was in It, It was in Bryan. Yes, sir. Okay. And there was an abortion facility in Colleen, and now all of those closed. So now the opening in Waco, it's it's now this is the area wide Central Texas. The you know the other abortion facilities that are open are all in the big cities. So it's Houston, uh, Austin, uh, you know for nearby your your listening area, Houston, Austin, and Dallas and Fort Worth. And so now they've opened up Waco, and the heartbreak is. This is not about McLennan County, per se. Yes, for sure. Uh, This is about this whole broad area. So there's there's an abortion-minded mom in Bryan or College Station or so many other of your communities that um, the closest place for them to go will be Waco. Well, you know, I want to to say a big thank you to the Holy Spirit for having such a warrior such as yourself located right there and being right on top of this and taking the initiatives because well, I you. know that you probably have a few things up your sleeve if I know you. Well, we, we do, and and and, uh, and we're taking on the responsibility, and that's what we're trying to view it for, that, uh, well, this is not what we want, but this is what is on our plate. And uh, we're located in the city where this the shedding of innocent blood has returned. Uh, the big item I want to mention is that there's going to be a rally in Waco at Heritage Square in downtown uh, Waco. It's going to be on on Saturday, June 10th from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And, and the purpose of this rally is to to launch ourselves into strong ministry and outreach to, to combat abortion in central Texas. Mm. And, and, uh, and so um, I'm glad that so uh, pleased that we're going to have Sean uh, Carney on. And one of the big emphasis in this uh, uh, rally is that we're, we're gearing up for the fall 40 days for life campaign. And we're going to have uh, yard signs there as well. And, Sue Thayer, who's, of course, very closely, she's from Iowa, very closely related to 40 Days for Life, 
because she worked for an abortion facility and then ran a 40 Days for Life campaign that was, well, she actually worked for a Planned Parenthood facility that did not perform abortions. But then she ran a 40 Days for Life campaign and that facility closed down. Wow. So uh, she's going to be our lead speaker, but we're going to have five or six speakers there. We're actually beginning with an airplane flying the hugest banner ever used in a pro-life outreach in Texas, and that's going to be flying overhead at 9 o'clock. Right. We're going to try uh, and get that up on our Facebook page as well and um, circling, uh, through circling, social. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I've got the flyer, you know, the, the basic flyer that uh, I can send you with a PDF of that. So it's, you know, we're promoting that as strongly as we can. We want to get a good outreach. But one of the things that we're doing is we're wanting really so much to have pastors supporting mm. this this outreach. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that we've done, and, and we, we work very closely with CareNet Pregnancy Center of, of Central Texas and continue to work closely with them, <clears throat> is that we had a, a full-page ad in the Waco Tribune Herald on February 26th. And that ad was, uh, you know, proclaiming that we do not want the shedding of innocent blood to return to Waco. And that was signed by 40, uh, uh, 83 pastors. Mm. So we feel like we've got that broad support and we want to maintain that. We want our 40 days for life to be, uh, uh, to be, uh, uh, to have that participation of churches rather than specifically individuals. We'd like for churches to adopt an an hour. So, you know, we're in a big transition in in Waco and and, uh, a hard one to... You are not alone, my brother. And and let me just throw out the phone number again. If people have any questions or comments, uh, something they'd like to add about uh, the pro-life movement, um, that is number to call is 855-683-683. Seven three three two. You can get on air with us today and ask your questions. So, um, again, the rally is going to be at Heritage Park on June. Her- Heritage t- Square. Square. Excuse me. Heritage Square, Square from Square. June. That, that's at the uh, that's at the intersection of Austin Avenue, which is our main street. Okay. And and, and Austin Avenue and Third Street. We're really, just just right downtown. Plenty of free parking. And it's going to be a pretty exciting event. It's going to be great when the airplane flies over. And it will be flying or circling Waco uh, for several minutes. Okay. Yeah. So that's um, be on the tent. So it's a rally. Is there, are you, are you raising funds at all, John, to try and help support, uh, I don't know, well, the mission? Well, certainly we are. We are raising funds uh, to help support, to support this rally. It is a rather expensive rally that, that we're having. So we're always, we're always looking for uh, uh, financial support, and that 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 is appreciated. But uh, and we're hoping that people will come in uh, from from uh, around Central Texas, and uh, right. something that's quite attractive in Waco to some people. And uh, that if they uh, watch the Fixer Upper, there we are. In downtown, right? Oh yeah, make a day of it, folks. uh, Come in, go to the rally, and head on over to the the shops and have a nice lunch, and go to Magnolia in the afternoon. But well, John, let me ask you: you, solidarity that that we can just you know this is what we have to do is just not become complacent. Well, do you have some type of Facebook page or website that people could go to? Say if they're just listening. 
the, the website is prolifewaco at gmail.com. And, and there's information right on the, on the homepage is the flyer uh, for the rally. And then there's other interesting things for what we've done in 22 years in, in Waco with uh, Pro-Life Waco. Yeah, ProLifeWaco.com. Uh, Pro-Life, Pro-Life, yeah, yeah, ProLifeWaco.com is, okay. uh, is our webpage. If anybody wants to contact me by email, it's, it's uh, ProLifeWaco at gmail.com. Good to know. Good to know. Again, folks, that is a rally at Heritage Square off of Austin Street, June the 10th from 9 a.m. to 11. They'll have many speakers yeah. going on to try and get the, the news out. And that's why we're here today with John Pashada out of Waco, yeah. Pro-Life Waco, to talk about uh, what's going on there, that um, abortions are now being performed again. And um, yeah. all the Brazos Valley as a, a universal cry to say, not in our backyard. Oh, um, yeah. I really... I really call for everyone to start uh, lifting up everyone over there on the ground with their prayers, because I know the power of prayer is so mighty, mighty, mighty. So, yeah. So, John, so tell us uh, what what's going to be like over this next coming week or so for you. Oh, gosh, my to do list is so long and uh, just just uh, we've got the program put together and can complete. And just a, a lot of uh, certainly promotions are big right now, and, mm-hmm. and and getting the word out to to the news media. Appreciate Red Sea Radio, and I mentioned my friend in West Texas, Stephanie Lee, for for being so helpful not only in this but uh, just ever since you've opened. Right, uh, right. But uh, who, Stephanie? Yes, and uh, yeah, we just uh, zipping those messages across the. Uh, 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 across the uh, uh, the internet, and I was happy to finally meet Stephanie at the wonderful banquet that you had in 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 Waco. Excellent, recently. yeah, yeah. Um, Pro Life Waco was well represented there, but so uh, you know, the, it, it it's the promotion. Make sure everything is set up and and re- ready to roll. And and uh, but this is a culmination of a lot. You know what we first had a campaign in January entitled Never Again in Waco. That was our Mm -hmm. campaign where we were trying to just put up as much opposition as we could in the hopes that maybe they would turn away from this plan. Uh, And we had billboards and and we had yard signs. We had 400 yard signs out with the Never Again in Waco theme. And, uh, and we we had an earlier rally back on February February 11th, so we've been very very busy with that and uh, uh, ads in the newspaper, letters to the editor in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and uh, our, I, call, I call our outreach. Uh, there's a lot of different kinds of. Thankfully, there's so many different kinds of pro-life groups uh, that we have in our community and across the country, and and ours I call public square outreach. Okay. And what we want to do is bring the pro-life message to the public square where, where people receive the message when they really didn't necessarily go out to get the message. And and I'm talking about our friends and, and I mean, that are agree with us and those that don't agree with us. Well, one of the things that has been so positive for uh, the last couple of years is uh, pedestrian overpass outreach. Right, I love that. And, we talked to you a while back and, on that one. Yeah, I think we did. We did. Right. And we have this little road running through Waco called Interstate 35. <laughs> and, uh, 
So right over by Baylor, there's a, a very nice pedestrian overpass outreach. And so, you know, we have signs that we put up and uh, we get quite a response, positive and negative. But that that's what it's about is, yeah. is a, an affirmation to people who are pro-life and and a challenge to them who, right. who, who, who are not. So I just so want to take a second, if you're tuning into us just right now, we are letting all of the Brazos Valley know and beyond that abortions are, are now being performed again in the in the Waco area, much to our heartbreak. And we are going to stand in solidarity with the pro-life movement there in Waco um, and try to sound, send a big, strong message that not in our backyard, yeah. not in this land, uh, will this yeah. be allowed so this is a call to arms, my brothers and sisters, to if right. you can financially support, if you can just with prayer first and foremost, because we know the power of prayer with 40 Days for Life and, and how successful that's really been. So, uh, again, if you're just now joining us, we're getting the news out today that abortions are now being performed. Am I saying that correctly, John? They started performing them back in April, you said? Yes, mid, mid-April. Yeah, and then they issued a news release. Uh, that you know, proudly proclaiming that that we have returned, and, and they had announced before, and in news articles, there's been a lot of news articles. We've tried to drum up a lot of news stories, uh, but they, they made it very clear that well, uh, you know, back in 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 March and February, that they intend to resume abortions in, in Waco, and what they want to do is expand access to abortion. They don't. Right. They don't. I think that you know several uh, uh, mid-sized cities, uh, such as Beaumont and Corpus Christi, uh, their, their abortion facilities closed back when HB two was enacted. Right. So Waco, you know, is the first step in their trying to retake that ground and that footprint to be not just in the big cities, okay. but to be in Midland. Yeah, I, w- I want to back up just a second because you were you said something um, about the the facility there that they owned did not entirely close, unlike the ones that they they owned here in um, Bryan College Station. So, right. can you kind of walk me through um, that history about uh, when it closed, why did it close, and how did they be able to stay open or to still own the? Just give us a little bit more background okay. on that. Yeah. Well, you know, before 1994, uh, Planned Parenthood was actually, uh, this is one of the oldest Planned Parenthoods in the state. They started in 1935 in Waco. And it was what I call a birth control clinic and a few other things other than that. And then in 1994, they decided that they were going to perform abortions so that they had the abortions and then the other, you know, emphasis on birth control, but there are other kinds of services provided as well. And so when they closed in in Waco, they had it kind of uh, wing B of that facility and wing A of that facility. They shut down abortions, but they stayed open doing everything but abortions. Mm. And uh, so... Yeah, so that and I, and I think that was the reason, why, one of the reasons why they chose Waco to try to make a comeback, is because, say for example, unlike Bryan and College Station, if they were to, uh, uh, of course, that's a different affiliate as well. Your Planned Parenthood of the Gulf Coast, but to 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 restart in Bryan and College Station, 
would be from ground up to right. acquire a facility and begin. But in, in Waco, uh, we had they, – they were operating. They had a clinic. They had a nurse practitioner they, that was still there, plus this wing that they had shut down, that was, that was outfitted for abortions. Mm. And so all they had to do really was refurbish a little bit and then assign an abortionist to Waco. Right. So, so we should begin praying for that person very specifically. Uh, good yeah. Lord knows who that person is, and and no, it's, it's never no. too late and to who pray that for it. Will be. They, they have not been able to establish a routine schedule in Waco. So I think they're having a hard time. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll, getting, we'll, we'll pray you know, that, getting the, that abortionist in. Yeah, so we're going to make it as that. hard as possible. We're, we're going to say, and we feel like we're sort of the battleground for the entire state. Yes. We are going to duke it out, and we're going to, I don't want to get too belligerent with my talk, but, you know, <laughs> we're going to throw some punches, and we're going to take some punches, and we're going to be willing right. to take those punches. That's right, yeah. But, but we're fighting that to tell, say, you know, it's going to make it so hard for you in Waco. Don't you think about going back to College Station? Don't you think about That's going right. back to Midland? No, you're absolutely messing with the wrong area of Texas, I would say, there's yeah, a, just a yeah. powerful sense of lots of prayer warriors and lots of truth and love that, yeah, that are just and, over uh, our land. Uh, and, and it's just not welcome to, to destroy yeah, but it. We like want to have uh, hundreds of people out there for that event. Then uh, that will be, I think we'll get extensive news coverage. Right. And uh, so the stronger that, that's just sending the message that, boy, they, they picked they picked on Waco to start this and and the people in Waco, Central Texas, their supporters, you know, we we do a lot. We, we focus on Waco, but one of the things that we did recently, uh, this affiliate is Planned Parenthood of, of Greater Texas is uh is headquartered in Austin. Right. So when they have their fundraisers, uh we show up for those fundraisers. So we had there was a fundraiser uh, on May 11th called Cocktails for a Cause, big fundraiser for them. And we showed up for that. And, uh, boy, I was so pr- uh, proud of the, uh, pleased with the uh, solidarity. We had over 50 people <laughs> on the sidewalk and on 6th oh, Street that's in Austin awesome. yeah. protesting that. And these yeah. were people from Waco, from Round Rock, yeah. from uh, Hiker, Harker Heights, Copper's Cove. Austin, mm. you know, a, a temple. Absolutely. Don't you love a that community. Well. I love that. Yeah. Well, let so me ask I'm you this encouraged. real, real, I'm really encouraged. real quick. Uh, going back to, now, did any laws change again or was it it's still illegal, but did, was it the H, the House bill that shut it down? And then how did they get the well, license? Well, I mean, certainly re- that was a tipping point. I mean, I think a lot of prayer and a lot of faithful outreach. I mean, we, we were out at the abortion facility for 19 years. I know two people that were participating in all 19 years of that outreach. I was not one of them. Um, so, um, you know, but then specifically with HB2, it required that the abortionist have admitting privileges within 30 miles of the abortion facility. Mm-hmm. And it also required that the abortion facility meet the standards of other surgery centers 
And is that is it stand and, is it still stand like that or is it is it no, been changed? That was, those provisions those provisions of the law were struck down in June of oh. 2016. Okay. So that's what made it possible for them to come back. But I mean, there, there's no le- there's no legal barrier for them to come back in Midland or to come back in Bryan. Yeah. There's there's no. I mean, they can do it. They can do it. But you know, we have to stand boldly, right? And right. let let them know that you know, not again in our city. That we we oh my gosh, we do not we do not want this, and we will we will just do all we can. I mean, we we put ten billboards up in the city. Yes. Never again. Never again in Waco. Yes. Never again, and, and not uh, in our backyard. And John, I want to interrupt you yeah. there for a second because we have uh, Sean Carney joining us now on the line okay. with Forty Days for Life. Sean, welcome to the program. How are y'all today? It's good to be on. John, how are you? Oh well, uh, I. I I regret being on for the specific purpose that I'm being on to uh, <laughs> challenge the return of to challenge the return of abortion to Central Texas and Waco. But uh, uh, I'm pleased with the support from uh, Red Sea Radio and uh, and and ready ready to do battle. That's awesome. Now, uh, Sean, good. Um, good. We're so glad to have you on the program. Many, many, many of our, our listeners know you and your family and your extended family. So I just want to say a a uh, hearty welcome back, so to speak, <laughs> to the airwaves here in the Bryan College Station area. And um, I wanted to give you a few minutes just to talk about um, 40 Days for Life in this area. What's, you know, because that's the first thing I think of when I think, oh, man, we need to get another 40 Days for Life going in the Brazos Valley in general, all over Bryan College Station and Waco to support this matter. So so talk to me, brother. Well, I mean, as as... Everybody knows, your listeners know, Brian, Texas is the location where 40 Days for Life first began. And uh, now, thanks be to God, our our international headquarters is at uh, the now closed Planned Parenthood abortion facility. And, you know, that was that's one of, of, uh, you know, 86 abortion facilities that we've seen close their doors uh, and go out of business. There are about uh, 50 cities like Brian College Station that when their abortion facility closed, the entire city became abortion-free. There was no other abortion provider there, and uh, and no other outside abortionists moved to town. I think one of the things that I know John's been watching and, and I've been watching very closely is uh, the question that, that so many Christians and Catholics ask around the Brazos Valley, and that's, is Planned Parenthood going to come back? And we see with, with the Supreme Court striking down HB2, uh, last year, that was very bad, and it was bad for for places like Bryan College Station, and that's why we need to be concerned because it is easier now to open an abortion facility uh, in a location than it ever has been, and um, and and I think that should that should cause us concern. We talked about that at our at our benefit dinner with Alan Keyes in February, and and it's something that we're watching. Um, obviously, it was. Uh, a headache for the abortion industry, uh, dealing with the Coalition for Life, dealing with 40 Days for Life. Uh, but for us, it was much more than a headache. Uh, that building, you know, claimed the lives of 6,400 children. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bryan College Station uh, stepped up to the challenge like no other community ever has in the entire country. And they really raised the bar of what a persistent, peaceful vigil uh, looks like. 
and uh, you know now it's, it's being duplicated through the 40 Days for Life campaign. Um, but that is something that the abortion industry certainly takes note of. Uh, College Station, Texas, is the largest uh, college town in America that does not have an abortion provider. Mm-hmm. And that's a statistic we need to be extremely proud of, but it's one that we have to uh, keep. And guard. And, um, guard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think that, that one of the things, um, and John has been really good at this, unfortunately, because he's been thrown in the middle of it with Planned Parenthood returning back to Waco. Uh, that is a separate Planned Parenthood affiliate. Uh, the Waco Planned Parenthood is operated by uh, the Planned Parenthood located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We are, of course, a Houston, the Gulf Coast Planned Parenthood affiliate. So those are two different CEOs, uh, two different masterminds, if you will, the abortion industry. Uh, but the market for abortion is, is in Waco. That's why they're going back. And the market even more so is in Bryan College Station, which mm. is why they would look at uh, coming back. But right now, we have we don't have any hard evidence that they're right. planning on returning well, to Bryan. Well, I, I want to just um, kind of make that side note. Uh, you can see that Waco is very attractive to them because of the ease of getting in there and the proximity to the Bryan College Station area. That's like really clear to me. That's a plan. That's not by accident. So, folks, we are protecting our own when we stand up for life everywhere in the state of Texas. Yeah, and I'm sure John would point out it's only 90 minutes away from Bryan College yeah. Station. Oh, yeah. On a coach. <laughs> you want to exactly. go to any of his events, um, and he I, – I don't know if you've talked about this already. He is having Sue Thayer speak um, on June the 10th, and Sue led – she's the only Planned Parenthood manager to ever lead a 40 Days for Life campaign wow. outside of her former workplace. There's a chapter in the 40 Days for Life book on Sue, and she is a wonderful woman. Her former Planned Parenthood ended up closing after she started leading 40 Days for Life campaigns outside, so she has – a very powerful testimony, and it's definitely worth the drive mm. uh, over to Waco to uh, to go to that event. Yeah, so she worked herself out of a job. How cool is that? Exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a warrior, man. Yeah. Not only did she leave the abortion industry, she made it easy for her former coworkers to leave as well when she helped close their facility. Wow. Sean, I want to say that the big push that uh, going forward for the rally that we'll have is that we want to have a real strong fall 40 days for life campaign and we'll, we'll have our billboard trick truck decked out with a 40 days for life banner. And so the rally, the purpose of the rally is to strengthen our ministry going forward. And, and that's certainly going to feature uh, a 40 days for life. Well, and I encourage people to go over uh, to that event and in the fall, certainly we'll be doing a big push for all the campaigns throughout Texas. But when you live in Bryan College Station, Waco is really the is the closest. Uh, the Houston Planned Parenthood, the largest in the country, is about two hours away. But John's 40 Days for Life campaign is an hour and a half. So I encourage people to go there. That's also most likely where a lot of the women in College Station would go <clears throat> for an abortion. Uh, another reason that they're they're going to wake up. Right. Um, but the event on June the 10th is going to be great. I wish I could go. I can. I'm going to the celebration event in Bossier City, Louisiana, where their abortion facility just closed after uh, many years of 40 Days for Life campaign. Mm-hmm. So I will not be able to make it on the 10th, but I encourage everybody in College Station to go 
to Waco and hear Sue and meet John if you haven't already. If you don't like Baylor, you'll be tempted to change your opinion <laughs> of Baylor after meeting John Fashada. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, it was you that brought up uh, 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 Con, uh, competition between Baylor and A&M. I was fine. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. Uh, is what I'm finding yeah, is, Sean, well, Sean, you may not know this, but they've got a, a really great Augustinian professor there at Baylor that I've actually had on my show. So the Brazos Valley is getting smaller and smaller all the time. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, cool. You know, I want to mention that the number of abortions performed on women in McLennan County for the last few years has averaged about 300. Wow. So that's that's well. That's a number that that's that three hundred is not going to make that abortion clinic viable. That they're mm-hmm. looking right. to. I count. I count thirty three counties outside of Waco that I would say predominantly, if they're thinking about abortion, it's Waco. Wow. So that's where that's where their their uh, their site is, and you they've got that big, you know, between Austin and 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 Dallas. You know, they're right. they're. There's 200 miles, and now they're putting you know the Waco abortion facility right in the middle. So it's clear what their designs are. Right. I want to remind everybody, if you have a, a question for either Sean Carney or John Pashada, you can call us at 855-683-7332 with any of your questions about the Planned Parenthood facility coming back into the Waco and the Brazos Valley area um, or any questions you may have for them. So call back in at 855-683-7332. Seven three three two. So, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about the this fall's campaign and what's the new and exciting stuff going on with Forty Days? Well, we're expecting this to be the largest Forty Days for Life campaign we've ever had. Uh, applications actually open this week to lead a Forty Days for Life campaign. They open up on June the first, and we've had so many inquiries um, from across the country for for new cities, but also internationally. We've had uh, Taiwan interested in 40 Days for Life. We'll see if they apply. We had uh, a, a potential leader in the Philippines. Uh, so we're seeing more growth internationally. We had our first uh, <clears throat> campaign in Rome, Italy, uh, last spring during the season of Lent. And, uh, but a, a lot of the growth has come from Latin America. Uh, Colombia and Mexico have just uh, exploded with 40 Days for Life campaigns across those countries. And it's it's very exciting to see, you know, and um, people look uh, to to College Station and they look to the state of Texas for the solution uh, mm-hmm. for abortion. In a lot of these countries, there's not a pro-life movement. <clears throat> um, a lot of times they will blame America for their abortion problem. And uh, sometimes they're right, but sometimes they're wrong. But they always look to us for the solution. Uh, they always look to the United States for uh, how to combat the abortion industry. Planned Parenthood is, is throughout Africa and, and Latin America. And, uh, and you know, they, they've reached out to pro-life groups in the United States on how to set up a pregnancy center and how to do a 40 Days for Life right. campaign. And those are, those are very positive things. And um, I think that for 40 Days for Life, we have seen these uh, – closures just really take off. The abortion businesses, it just can no longer stay open. We saw Las Cruces, New Mexico close uh, last December. We just announced that Casper, Wyoming, uh, they did two 40 Days for Life campaigns. It's very hard for us to get into the state of Wyoming. And, really? uh, 
and their abortion facility is closing. Their Planned Parenthood in Casper is closing. Uh, Planned Parenthood is getting ready to announce uh, a number of different closures um, uh, across the mm-hmm. country. Uh, there'll be over a dozen facilities that they close just in the next couple of months, and we'll be announcing those once we uh, uh, verify the exact locations. They are uh, consolidating and they're shrinking. That was never yeah, their plan. Why they, you know, they, they, they want to be in Waco. They want to be in Bryan. They want to be in Lufkin like they were mm. and, uh, and Stafford and all these places. And they can't be because they don't have the local support. They don't have the viability and, uh, and, and, and they can't deal with the opposition. That was always the problem with Brian. That's why, Abby Johnson, when she was the director there, she was canceling fundraisers as our fundraisers were growing. Uh, she got no support from Planned Parenthood at the corporate level. You're just kind of an island. And, uh, and most of the people that work for Planned Parenthood at the local level, I believe, are highly incompetent. I don't mm-hmm. think that they have the, the dedication uh, that local pro-lifers do. And, and that, that shows up. It showed up in the media. It showed up with how they operated. It showed up with how they deal with their, their clients. And, uh, and we were able to learn all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. through, through sidewalk counseling and through being out there, just like John's done in Waco. So there's so much advantage going on right now at the local level. And that's why we see Planned Parenthood uh, shrinking and, and, and closing facilities that, that they don't want to have to close. Right. I'm a big believer in, in uh, about dealing with the poorest of the poor is usually very much so on the local level. If we look at people in the eyes and we pray for them and we love them uh, heart to heart in the local level. And it was what I'm hearing you say, Sean, is that that is the most effective way to keep Planned Parenthood out of our communities is just being very active boots on the ground in the on the local level. So I thank you for the 40 Days for Life campaign. We know it got started right here in the Brazos Valley. Um, but that inspiration of being just very local and present and looking people in the eyes and the face with compassion and love changes hearts. I mean, that kind of love heals women and changes hearts that they will look away from the the scourge of abortion. So I thank you for that. Well, well, thank, thank you, you for your, and, and encourage, uh, your encouragement, Sean. And, uh, and I like to use the phrase that our neighbors must know that they have neighbors who deeply care about the shedding of innocent blood. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and when that exists broadly in a community, it does create that environment where it's very, very difficult for Planned Parenthood. Right. So I just, I'm sure we're, the solidarity that you're going to feel all throughout these several counties that stand between us that 90 minutes down the road is getting shorter and shorter every day when you think about yeah. um, our love and support and our prayers. And um, hopefully we'll have boots on the ground there as well. So with the 40 Days for forty days for Life campaign, now where will it be held outside the facility there, John or Sean? It Either will one be of at, at the facility at, at uh, 1121 Ross Avenue. And yeah, it would be gee, if, if wonderful if maybe a couple of the hours uh, – of the uh you know each week of the campaign if there there were groups from uh, uh you know within that 90 mile area uh, radius of Waco that that would would come in and and pray at 40 days for life mm-hmm. yeah we're going to have a mighty impact it's going to it's going to be uh the, 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 the 
they're going to find out that right. we are much stronger in our opposition to abortion now than we were in the previous era of abortion. Right. What comes to mind is don't mess with Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, <yeah. laughs> and, and on that point, John, it also for all the folks, for us who who uh, are in Bryan College Station, it sends a message to the abortion industry when we participate. In John's yeah. campaign, when we go to Waco and we go to Houston, really and we does. go to these sites. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it really if, sends if a message. Brian College Station will come to Waco for a 40 days for life. Just imagine what will happen right. if you ever think about going to Brian College Station. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And oh, that, wow. that also, Pam, that was a big motivation for us to uh, get that building. Uh, is to be that visible sign that this is, yeah. you know, from Brian College Station, we help. Uh, you know, now 715 cities around the world try to end abortion at the local level like it was ended in Bryan College Station. And of course, if it came back to Bryan College Station, that would be, uh, you know, priority number one at the local level to do it again. And so, you know, our our presence, our uh, being active in the community and, and um, in talking about and all of our uh, our emails and when we travel internationally, we talk about Bryan College Station, Texas, and so they know that we're headquartered there, um, and and that needs to serve as a deterrent. Also, uh, they they have gone back to cities where the pro life movement has just gone away, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. even when there's a vibrant uh, pro life uh, commitment, they'll, they'll still go back. But certainly when it goes away, they right. they open up shop again, yeah. uh, particularly when there's a market there. Which well, there certainly is in College Station. So well, I can't believe uh, that we're was definitely part of our motivation. To, we're just to about out of time. I can't believe the, it's gone so quickly. But this is, folks, if you're listening to our voices, this is a rally cry to be in solidarity with the Waco area. Again, it's all the Brazos Valley. We are one community in Christ. I'm going to raise up to try and overcome this this scourge that is coming into our backyard. So I want to thank. Both you, John, and Sean. Sean, please give my love to Mary Lisa and hug hug her tightly for me. I, I miss her. She's a dear oh, friend, dear. and uh, I just pray for y'all. And we thank you, John, so much at, you, for Pam. coming thank on. You, and I want to mention the uh, the rally the at the public square um, is Heritage Square. Excuse me, June the tenth, nine a.m. to eleven. Let's get out there in solidarity, support our brothers and sisters. Again, thank you both for coming on. And thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. You betcha. And now, folks, uh, that's it for Red Sea Roundup this week. Join me again um, on the third Tuesday. And until that time, go out and love your neighbors.